0: welcome to today's On This Day in Tudor History. Now today I'm actually talking about an event from the reign of King James I, but it's about the life of a Tudor man. For On This Day in History, the 29th of December 1605, 47-year-old Tudor nobleman George Clifford, 3rd Earl of Cumberland, was buried at Holy Trinity Church in Skipton in Yorkshire. Clifford was a courtier, naval commander, and also Elizabeth I's champion. Let me give you a few facts about this champion. George Clifford was born on the 8th of August 1558 at Broome Castle in Westmoreland, now Cumbria. He was the son of Henry Clifford, 2nd Earl of Cumberland, and his 2nd wife Anne Dacre, who was daughter of William Dacre, 3rd Baron Dacre. George spent his early life in the family estates in Westmoreland and also at Skipton Castle in Yorkshire, and he was brought up a Catholic. Clifford's father died in early 1570 when Clifford was just 11. He inherited the title Earl of Cumberland and his father's estates and property, but was made a ward of the crown. Francis Russell, second Earl of Bedford, with whom Clifford's father had been negotiating a marriage match for his son, was granted Clifford's wardship. The Russells were Protestants, so Clifford's upbringing changed when he went to live with them in Hertfordshire. In 1571, Clifford started at Trinity College, Cambridge, where he was taught by John Whitgift, a man who'd become Archbishop of Canterbury. He graduated with a master's in 1576. In June 1577, Clifford married the Earl of Bedford's daughter, Margaret Russell, in a ceremony attended by Queen Elizabeth I at the Church of St. Saviour in Southwark. The couple went on to have three children, Anne, Francis and George, but their sons Francis and George died young. Margaret described their marriage as a dance to the pilgrimage of grief and complained of Clifford's spendthrift nature. Clifford took mistresses and had at least two illegitimate children and the couple separated in the 1590s. In 1586 Clifford sat on the commission which tried Mary Queen of Scots for treason and in that same year he financed a privateering venture to plunder the South Seas. However the venture was a failure. In 1587 Clifford left England to sail for sluice to help protect it from the Duke of Parma. It fell before he arrived, but he did play a part defending England against the Spanish Armada in 1588. He provided two ships and served on his ship, the Elizabeth Bonaventure. He played an active role in the Battle of Graveline. In 1588, he set off privateering, borrowing two ships from the Queen for the expedition. But the expedition wasn't particularly successful. However, he had more luck with his 1589 expedition to the Azores, taking lots of spoils back to England. Elizabeth nicknamed Clifford her Rogue, and in 1590, following the retirement of Sir Henry Lee, she made him her champion, a position which he held until her death in March 1603. As champion, Clifford performed at jousts, particularly the Accession Day ones, on the 17th of November every year, where he'd also give a speech. The portrait you see with this video shows Clifford dressed as champion, ready to joust. It's by Nicholas Hilliard. In 1592, Clifford was elected to the Order of the Garter. And in the 1590s, Clifford carried out further privateering ventures, one of which led to an argument with the Queen when she claimed most of what was left after the spoils were plundered by the sailors. He was able to recover £36,000 though. In 1593, a voyage to the Azores was cut short when Clifford was taken ill. He was saved from death by dehydration when his captain was able to get a cow for milk for him. Another voyage to the Azores in 1594 was a failure, but this didn't prevent him from spending £6,000 on a new ship, the Malice Scourge, and sending her on a voyage which he didn't accompany in 1595, which didn't do much. Two planned voyages for 1596 and 1597 were both cut short. In 1598, Clifford undertook his final voyage sailing to Puerto Rico, backed by London merchants. Out of the twenty-six ship fleet, Clifford owned six, and he took with him 1,000 sailors and 700 soldiers. They were able to take the town of San Juan de Puerto Rico, with Clifford nearly drowning when he fell into a moat in full armor. Luckily, he was rescued. However, they weren't able to hold the town, as Clifford's men came down with dysentery they headed back home. In 1601, Clifford was one of the founding members of the East India Company, but he spent his final years struggling to get out of debt. Also in 1601, he served on the commission that tried Robert Devereux, Earl of Essex, a man he'd been good friends with. In 1603, following the Queen's death, Clifford was one of those who rode north to meet the new king and King James I appointed him to his privy council. He was also made warden of the West and Middle Marches. George Clifford, 3rd Earl of Cumberland, died of the bloody flux, that's dysentery, on the 29th of October 1605 at the Duchy of Lancaster House, the Savoy in London. His sons had died young, so his heir was his brother Francis who became earl. Clifford's daughter Anne was made Baroness de Clifford in her own right. Clifford was buried on this day in 1605 at Holy Trinity Church in Skipton in the Clifford family vault. Clifford's tournament armour still survives and can be found at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. I'll give you a link to see photos of it. It's beautiful. It's decorated with Elizabeth I cipher, two Es back to back, and Fleur de Lis. You'll find a link to that in the description. Tomorrow I'll be talking about a Spanish humanist who worked in the household of Catherine Willoughby, Duchess of Suffolk, and who also set up a publishing house. Do make sure you're subscribed, click there, and that you've hit the bell so you don't miss that. Also on this day in history, the 29th or 30th of December 1605, in the reign of King James I, Elizabethan navigator and explorer John Davis died near Bintang off the coast of Borneo. He died after being attacked by Japanese pirates. Davis is known for his voyages, for being the first Englishman to document a sighting of the Falkland Islands, for his 1594 The Seaman's Secrets and the 1595 World Hydrographical Description, and for his invention, the Davis Quadrant or the backstaff. Find out more about him, his final voyage and his death in last year's video. Find the link to that in the description too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.